Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. All right, well, I want to welcome you officially to Tailgate Sunday, and we have campuses joining across all sorts of counties here in New Jersey. Would you welcome those guys? Those joining us on Church Online, glad you guys are with us today. Praise God for you. Well, you are in for a treat today. We have a special guest. His name is Keith Davis. He is a former NFL linebacker with the New York Giants. Can we hear for Giants fans? Come on. <laughs> Actually, we need to pray a little bit for the Giants. We have a word of prayer. Uh, we're thrilled that Keith is here. He is, you, you're going to really be inspired today. Keith actually had the chance, he played college football at USC and in fact earned two championship rings, played on college football's biggest stage in the Rose Bowl. And it was very interesting because he dates back to kind of my era on the Giants when it was, you know, Phil Sims, LT, and, and the crew. And at that time, he was actually one of the strongest Giants bench pressing 515 pounds leg pressing 1,800 pounds. And so you've probably seen him maybe on ESPN, ABC, USA Today, or in the pages of Sports Illustrated. But today you're going to be encouraged. He is now an ambassador for Christ. He's spoken in over 50 countries all around the world, but he is here in New Jersey today. So would you give a big liquid welcome to Keith Davis. Come on up, Kate. Grateful for you, my brother. Woo! Grateful you're here. Dominic, glad you're here too, brother. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I love being at a church that's fired up, and you guys are fired up. Forget about a football game. Let's be here on Sunday morning, and let's get excited, right? So, uh, well, you know, I just watched everybody walk in, and I know, you know, it's a thing called diversity, right? So we got all my Giant fans in the house, right? Okay. But I can't leave out the other people, so where are my New York Jet fans? Where you at? Okay, we got you guys. We're going to pray for y'all too, okay? And then the God said to love your enemies, right? We got an Eagle fan right down there in the front, so we'll love him too, okay? All right. Uh, you guys don't know, this is my friend, uh, Dominic. Dominic is actually still playing. Let me explain a little bit. Uh, he, we actually flew in from Texas yesterday. Dominic played his college football at the University of Houston. Uh, they were one of the most dominant teams at that time. He just recently finished. Uh, they went 13-1, and played a big championship game in the Cotton Bowl Stadium there. Dominic was one of the biggest, strongest players on the team as a defensive lineman. Uh, he's 6'3", 290, currently pursuing his free agency in the NFL right now. An awesome man that loves God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's give it up for my friend, Mr. Dominic Miller. How you guys doing today? It's a pleasure to be here. I know you guys are not from Texas, but I'm from Texas. <laughs> and let me tell you something, we do it big in Texas. <laughs> After the way the Cowboys beat the Giants two weeks ago, they don't like you, Dominic, all right? So, all right, so um, uh, one of the things, well, real quick, Dominic, you know, people know, you know, guys are big, strong, fast, you're still young, pursuing that football career, and they, they wonder, you know, how did you get like that? Did you try steroids, different things like that? So we always tell everybody, no shortcuts. We never tried any steroids, just cornbread, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, all that good stuff. We got moms that can cook and grandmas that can really cook. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right, you're right, awesome. 
What we love to do today, we want to share the good news, and it's always good news. Uh, the good news is that God is for you, and if God is for you, who can be against you? But we uh, like to share just briefly with a couple of little visual aids to get started, and then from there we'll have a little bit of fun. So I got a couple of volunteers that are going to help me out. Actually, there's a few people that were in the band. Uh, my friend Eric, I don't know where he went, but Eric, if they could help me out. Okay, Eric. And then I got Janet It's going to help me out too. So I'm going to have you stand right here, Eric. Perfect. Uh, Janet, I'm going to have you stand right here. And then I met a new friend in the front, the coolest friend of all. She has a Syracuse jersey on. Mickey, can you help me out for a second? Let's give her her. Right. Awesome. Awesome. My hand, wait, do that again. <laughs> all right. So, Mickey, you stand right there. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was really funny, actually. So I got a couple of things real quick. I'm going to do a little theme today, okay? Uh, I do a theme that I love to do, and we're going to do a theme called Dream. Everyone say Dream. Dream. And it's a great day. I mean, it's the fall. Every team has great expectations. Super Bowl. Every life, every family should have great expectations. So I always ask the question for myself, and then we speak in thousands of schools every year. Uh, Dominic and I are together today, but actually we'll be flying from here to California, and we have a whole team of players who've decided not just to make a living, but make a difference, and so we're going to be, uh, there'll be about 10 of us together uh, tomorrow for the rest of the week in California. We're going to be speaking at about 80 different schools, 40,000 young people in one week, and God's going to change their lives, so it'll be awesome. But the question simply uh, each morning that we ask and we ask today is, what size dream did you wake up with this morning? We're not born winners or losers, we're born choosers. The Bible says, choose this day who you'll serve. So I just want to go through a few kind of dreams we can talk about today. First kind of dream, let me have a little bit of fun. She my friend. <laughs> my hand's bigger than half her shoulder and her arm. She's full of spirit, though. But she's going to be the first kind of dream I'm going to talk about today. Everyone say the little dream. Now, I know your dream's not little, but you're little, okay? And when God's with you, we can't settle for little dreams. So little dream, you step right to the side, okay? Jenna, come up here for a second. She's going to be what's called my average dream. Everybody say average dream. And nobody's born to be average. We're unique. We're one of a kind. We were written in this book before our days ever became to be. So no average dreams and then... Eric, you're going to help me out today, okay? <sighs> Everybody say big dream. big dream. Now, me and Eric already talked. After this program, Eric, Dominic, and myself, we're going to go do what big dream people do. We're going to go eat. But we made a decision. We don't like going to regular restaurants like little people do. We like going to the buffet. Because <laughs> the buffet is a place with no limits. Everyone say no limits. No God says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask, think, or imagine. We just got to stay connected to him and keep the liquid inside of us, right? <laughs> so, Eric, you sit right here. <clears throat> now, the thing is, I, I have with me something very interesting because many days we wake up, we have... I have this steel bar, thick, heavy steel, and the question is, what bars are holding us back? The strongest bars are not prison bars, not steel bars, but they are what I call the bars on the inside, the invisible bars, bars of bitterness, 
anger, unforgiveness, depression, discouragement, all these things that hinder us from the greatness and the dream and the abundant life that God has. And then I had something real quick. I should have brought it up, but um, I brought a phone book, and it's just hundreds and hundreds of pages. Many of us are stuck in the pages of the past, and God has a new day for us, a new page in our life. So we're going to do something real cool. Dominic's a, he's very fired up. He's, he's strong, and he's going to do a little theme that we like to do <clears throat> as we train, and he's going to show you guys a perfect push-up position. So Dominic's going to get in push-up position, but he's not going to do a normal push-up today. I'm going to hit some college football music that I like. He's going to do a push-up, but it's going to be a different kind of push-up. He's going to actually try a push-up with somebody really, really little standing on his back, okay? So here we go. Okay, now, here's the deal. Come on up here. Help me out, Mickey, okay? Stand right on top of those numbers, okay? And on the count of three, I'm going to need you all to say push. Let's practice. One, two, three. Not loud enough. Ready? One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> now, that face was priceless. Let's try it again. One, two, three. But we cannot settle for little dreams, so Mickey, I'm going to have you stand to the side, okay? Janet, come on up here. Help me out for a second. Here we go. Here we go. No average dream. So on the count of three, you say push. Ready? One, two, three. And we cannot settle for average dreams or average faith, all right? So that leaves us. Come on up here. Here we go. On the count of three, ready, one, two, three. Let's give them a big hand clap, everybody, all right? Now, keep the music going. What's going to happen is Dominic's going to grab this steel. He's going to talk about getting rid of the bars. He warmed up a little bit. So he's going to do something that you've seen on ESPN, World Strongman Competition. They would grab the steel, and they would place it behind their neck, and those guys would try to just, boom, bend it behind their neck. One guy actually kind of popped a tendon in his elbow trying to do that. What Dominic's going to do today, he's going to get real fired up because in New York, you're fired up. He's not going to put the steel behind his neck and not on his head, but he's going to try to bite it in his teeth. I need you guys to help him out. Let's get him fired up. Are y'all ready? I can't hear you. Are you guys ready? Let's give him a countdown. Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, help him out. Here we go. Let's go. Come on, Dominic. Here we go. Help him out. Here we go. Come on. Come on, Dominic. Come on, help him out. Here we go. Come on, Dominic. Let's give him a hand clap. Everybody say, no more pages of the past. Everybody say, today's a new day. Come on, help me out, here we go. Let's go, help him out, help him out, come on, come on. Everybody make some noise. Come on, come on, come on. Make some noise. There it is. Come on, Keith, come on. There it is. Husbands, don't go home trying to impress your wives biting us still. Just wash the dishes. That'll be more impressive. Okay. 
Dominic, that was awesome. And uh, you wouldn't believe how hard he trains. He actually had a little injury uh, just last month. He just got out the hospital. He was in there for quite a long time. He was working out for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and they were all set to sign him. And he got a heat, uh, heat stroke and it kind of little thing to mess with your kidneys and different things like that. But he's back today, stronger and on a comeback. And that's good. And so I don't know where you are today, but I'm so glad you're here. And we may be here singing and having a great time, but sometimes no one knows it, but on the inside, our life is slowly just drifting to the bottom. Our families, our marriages, our businesses. But the good news today is when Christ comes in, he makes a change in our lives that's so significant. A comeback, I think it's called a resurrection. The third day he rose again and you can rise too. And so I just want to give you a little hope and just realize that with God, it's never too late for a U-turn. And God loves you, terms, and you can make that too. I'm going to let Dominic share a little bit of his story, and then I'll close it, and we'll go from there. Uh, my friend Dominic Miller, let's give him a big hand clap. Here we go. You know, playing football, it can be very tough. Tough on your body, tough in your mind. But you know, it wasn't the toughest battle I ever faced. When I was 15 years old, both my mom and dad dropped me off at school. And when they got up the street, FBI agents pulled them over in their big black SUV trucks. They got out the car with guns on their hips and they arrested both my mom and my dad. My mom was saying, please, please, no, don't arrest us here in front of my son's school because everybody knew who my mom was. That next day, they went to my 65-year-old grandma's house. It was cops surrounding her apartment everywhere. They had kicked down her door. Boom. They put a gun to her face, and they told her, get down. Get down on the ground. They took her away, too. And that next day, I saw my mom and my grandma in court. But when I saw them, they had chains on. And they had chains from their hands going all the way down to their feet. So when they walked into the courtroom, they took one step at a time, just like this. And I was hurt. I'd had tears pouring down from my eyes. I was hurt, I was in pain. But you know what, I meet people every day in pain. I meet people every day in chains. And I'm not talking about physical chains. I'm talking about invisible chains. Chains of financial issues, chains of marriage issues, chains of, of um, family issues, family crisis. But you know what? It's a new day because who the Lord set free is free indeed, and you can be set free. See, I wanted to be set free, but my dad, he had given me a call. And when I spoke to my dad on the phone, my dad told me he was facing 20 years, 20 years in federal prison. I was crying so much, I was so upset that I only got one word out to my dad on the phone. And that one word was that I wanted to commit suicide. 
I didn't want to be in this world anymore because I was angry. I was lonely. I was hurt. I was in pain. And I started doing different things. I started doing drugs. And I got into the habit of almost going down the same path as my mom and dad. But you know what? God's light shines through the darkness. And God's light shined through my darkness. And no matter what came my way, I began to push. Let me hear you say push. But my mom, she said something to God right before she went to federal prison. She told God, she said, his, I'm gone. His mom is gone. His dad is gone. There's nobody else there for him. I need you to be there for him, God. And when my mom made that declaration, my life began to change. I began to read the word more. I began to study more. And I came across a verse that changed my life. And that verse that Jesus said that I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the, to the Father except through me. And when I read that verse, that verse changed my life. He became my way. He became my everything. And I began to be on fire for God. And you know what? I started to forget those things that were behind me and start pressing towards those things that were in front of me. And my life began to change. I started playing football at the University of Houston. We had a great season. We went 13-1. and But it wasn't all about football. You know what? It was about the classroom. I was working hard in the classroom as well. Because just last year, I was the first one in my family to walk the stage and receive my bachelor's degree. The first one. <laughs> the first one. And the best part, the best part is that both my mom and my dad was released from federal prison just in time to see their son walk the stage. And my family is restored. My life is restored. And I tell you guys that because no matter what's going on in your life today, your life can be restored. The Lord can do it. Just hang on. Let's give Dominic a big hand. Also, Dominic, real quick, something exciting happened for you on the field. 50,000 people in the stadium, and every television camera in Houston was focused on you on the 50-yard line. Can you tell the audience what happened in the middle of that, that football field on the 50-yard line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got down on one knee just like this on the 50-yard line, and I grabbed my beautiful girlfriend by the hand, and I asked her to marry me. And she said yes. <laughs> Everyone say restoration. restoration. And it's so exciting. Um, his mother, his father, him, his girlfriend, their family is restored because they begin to drink of the living water, the liquid church. Amen. <laughs> Today, I know your story may not be that significant, but on the inside, it could be to you. And the simple thing is we want to be free. Uh, I'll share simply uh, a story I think that will be appropriate for today since I'm here in the awesome state of New Jersey with an awesome church and awesome football fans and fans of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the greatest team of all, the team of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? Amen. <laughs> I 
Years ago, I was telling Dominic when we went to the airport, I said, I remember signing so many years ago with the Giants. And I remember our, uh, one of the first times I was playing in Giants Stadium. It was the old stadium, and we were playing a preseason game. You know, preseason's exciting for young guys because you're trying to make this team. Uh, but we were playing, the Giants were actually playing the New York Jets. And so I remember before game time, we were so fired up and the adrenaline was pumping, I mean, through your veins and the excitement and it could not stand still. We had to click the helmets up, the mouthpieces in, the gloves on, we were buffed out. And we started walking down that tunnel and we got to the edge of the tunnel and the crowd was so loud, felt like the stadium was just vibrating. And on this side, all of the people had the blue and the red, and those were the giant fans. And on this side, all the people in the green and the white, and those were the Jets fans. And I'm a California boy, and I said, man, these folks are crazy. <laughs> but long story short, uh, the Jets at that time, they were running a play, and I don't know how to describe it other than to say it looked like kind of like a sweep, but it was a counter. And ladies, just to explain what I mean, it's a play that <laughs> Looks like it was going to the outside, but it kept cutting back. And so they had this really little quick running back. I don't remember his name, but he was so quick. And I remember he had number like 23 or something. He would get the ball, and he would take about three steps, and he would plant, and he'd come to the backside, and there was a gap that opened up on our defense, and boom, he would pop through there so quick. When you blinked, he was 15 yards up the field. Second time he did it, he planted, and he came through, and boom, he popped up the field again. And so coach is going livid on the sidelines. Now, for those who remember, uh, they had a great coach then. His name was Coach Bill Parcells. But he had a colleague who is considered a mastermind in the NFL right now, one of the most successful coaches. Uh, he's the head coach for the Patriots. His name is Bill Belichick. So Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator. He was also the linebacker coach. Coach Belichick is going crazy because the guy in there, his name is Robert Abraham. And he's like, he's screaming because I, I don't know what Abraham's doing. He keeps leaving a gap on the backside. And so they pop through one more time. Then all of a sudden, Coach Belichick grabs me. And I'm like, look, me? You want me? I wasn't playing much. I was on kickoff, some special teams, different things like that. But I was a big linebacker. And he said, he said I, I need you to do me a favor. He says, I need you to get in there, and I need you to fill the gap. And I looked at him, and I said, Fill a gap, coach, fill a gap. <laughs> so at that moment, I remember saying the one thing that every rookie loves to say. Every freshman in college loves to say. I remember running on that field, crowd was so loud, and I just screamed with everything I had. I said, Abraham! You out! <laughs> and I'm in. You know how good that feels? Because you're on TV now. Your homeboys can see you. Your mama can see you. And best of all, your girlfriend can see you. That's why dude's looking all pretty on the field. Anyway, so we get in the huddle. And I remember it as clear as day, because it was just funny. It's just, it was significant to me as I was thinking about it just here last night. We get in the huddle, and I remember I was so fired.
fired up. I wasn't nervous, but I was just fired up. The adrenaline was going that I actually started hyperventilating in the huddle. So I was in the huddle and I was like, <laughs> and you got to understand, we had some vets in there. And one of the guys, he had been there for years. He looked at me, he said, man, he said, Rook, you all right, man? And I said like this, I said, fill the gap, fill the gap, fill the gap. Everybody say, fill the gap. So the Jets break the huddle. They start jogging up to the line. Quarterback comes up. Red 25, blue 84, hot, hot. The ball snaps. And just like Coach Belichick said, he said, I don't need you to watch anything else. We had a lot of different keys we watched. He said, if that opens up on the backside, he said, don't worry about anything. Just fill it gap." And so sure enough, he said, they're going to run it again. And sure enough, boom, the play started. Just like all his little quick guy got it by three steps. He planted, boom. And he came back to the backside. And right in front of me, just like the Red Sea, this big old gap just opened up. And you know what the first thing I was thinking, right? Come on, one more time. Fill the gap. In a matter of seconds, milliseconds, my mind was like, fill the gap! It's my chance. I'm about six yards back, and with everything I have, as fast as I can, as hard as I can, I'm moving, because this guy was so quick, he's a blink and he's gone. And I'm moving in this gap. This guy's going to come through this gap. There's only one problem. He's not coming through that gap by himself. <laughs> There's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen coming through that gap in front of him like this. <sighs> Boo. 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 Big old belly jiggling up and down. Big old fat cheeks like ooh. Face all greasy like he been eating Kentucky Fried Chicken before the game. And big boy looked like he was hungry. <laughs> that boy was big enough to eat hay. And I always say some of them old linemen dumb enough to enjoy it too, right? <laughs> He's coming at me full speed. I'm coming at him. But the only thing is, in order for you to fill this gap, you, gotta, you, you can't think about it. You can't make a quantitative decision. You just got to go for it. Everybody say, go for it. Everybody say, fill the gap. So I just run full speed with everything I got. He's coming full speed at me, and this guy is right behind him. And he outweighed me at least by 60 pounds. I was a lot lighter even then. And he's about five inches taller because I'm only like 6'1". And I come up, I was really strong, though, so I come up underneath and Boom, we hit in the gap, and we used our head a lot back then. And so I hit him, and then the thing was, I just had one thing working for me, though, and it was leverage. I got up underneath him, and when I got up underneath him, I came up underneath him, and when I came up underneath him, he actually buckled, and big boy went backwards. Timber! <laughs> Boom! And when he fell over, he was so big. His butt was so big. He plugged the whole gap up for me. I could see, I don't you know, because I had to decide to make a tackle. And there was no room. Everybody say, no room. 
The gap was filled. Everybody say filled. And I remember the back had nowhere to go. Boom. So he tries to bounce it to the outside. By that time, six guys are on top of him. It's like a three-yard loss. Everybody's fired up. There's a thing called teamwork. I share that story with you because, first of all, there's some teamwork here. The church, we have you. You're a part of this team. And many of us have come today with some gaps in our lives. Many of us have come today, and we've tried to fill the gap. They said your career, it would make you happy, but it hasn't filled the gap. They told you your family, or if you got married, it would make you happy, but it still hasn't filled the gap. Maybe you had the other side and you, you begin to drink and drink and it never filled the gap. How many girlfriends or boyfriends or relationships and they never filled the gap? I'm here to say to you today in Psalms 144 verse 15 in King James Version, it says, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. I'm here to say the greatest gap that we have is the gap where we are separated from God. And until we reconnect with him, and like Jesus said, love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, there's nothing that can fill the gap. So my challenge for you today is that you would allow Christ to be the living water that would fill the gap in every part of your life and that your joy would be full. You would actually have a life with no cracks, no leaking. This is the liquid church where you do not leak. And Jesus said in John 4, I'm the living water. And when you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. I was a young man in the inner city of L.A. My mother actually had her life filled with confusion and turmoil, like many of our lives. Whether you have a lot of money or no money, her life was filled with confusion. But she came forward and gave her life to Christ, actually at a funeral, and her life changed. Because her life changed, my life changed. My father actually did commit suicide, so he wasn't in my life. There was confusion and all those things. And as a young man, I remember saying, Lord, fill my life with your peace. And I only share this because in the church, I think I have people who ask for the peace, but then you say, it's like my peace keeps leaking. It's like my joy is leaking. But I say sometimes that's because you've tried religion and not relationship. We've tried believing in God instead of belonging to God. And when I was in college at USC, the last thing that actually fills the gap with your relationship with Christ is his purpose. His will, not my will, but your will be done. I want to ask you today that you would allow God by his spirit, not by your good works, not by how much you go to church or how much you, but just by his grace to actually fill the gap so that you would not be losing ground. You can't win games with cracks in your defense. You're giving up too much. You're giving up your family. You're giving up your dream. You're giving, you can't, you gotta, you gotta close it up so you can win. 
Run this race that you might win. Now, on my fingers are some rings. I put these on specifically for today. Uh, as you know, I am, again, I mentioned I'm from California. USC has lots of national championships, lots of Rose Bowls. These rings are very unique because they have my name, my number, the stadium. And no matter how much money you have, $150,000, you cannot buy the rings. The only way you get these rings is you have to be a part of the winning team. I share that because one of these championship rings, the ESPN announcers were on TV all week predicting we would get blown out. And in the championship game, the game came and we got blown out just like they predicted in the first half. But something happened in the second half. Everybody say second half. We made a change in our defense, our offense, our game plan, and we began to come back, come back, come back. And it was one of the great comebacks in USC history. And we lost in the first half, but we came and took that game in the second half. And you're here today. I don't know about your life. I don't know where you're from. I don't know about anything in your family. All I know is you may be here and you have, may have had a bad first half. Maybe that marriage, that business, that issue. But all I know is there is a coach in heaven. His name is the Lord Jesus. And he allowed us to be here to say everybody can have a great second half. He understands it. Second half. It says that he was buried he was in the grave or the tomb, they called it. And by the third day, they concluded it was over. But the power of the gospel is the third day, he rose again. And I want to say to you, by the relationship, when Christ comes and fills the guy, you can rise again too. It's an awesome day. Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, one of my great mentors, he's passed away probably about 12 years ago now. He's written about 25 books, been to over 100 nations around the world. When I was a young man, he simply looked at me and he said, Keith, winners are different than losers for one reason. He said, winners always look at what they're going to and losers always look at what they're going through. And Christ, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of God. I just want you to know that the angels and the Lord himself are cheering for you because it's your day to fill the gap. Everybody say, fill the gap. Second half. So let's close it with something really interesting. Dominic, you, you have your ring on. I have both of mine, so that gives us three big old heavy golden diamond rings. To close, before we close in prayer, I want to do something very special. I'd like to close our time out simply by letting somebody wear all three of these championship rings. I need, hold on. Yeah, no, that little guy, he was fired up. He was sleeping, but now he woke up. Come on up here, little guy. Help me out for a second. Come on up here, buddy. Give me a high five. Stand right here in the middle, okay? I saw you sleeping on your dad, but when I said them rings, you popped right up and put your hand like that. All right. What's your name? Isaac. And how old are you, Isaac? Nine. Nine, all right. Isaac, this is what we're going to do. You're on TV now, buddy. Here we go. We're going to put some rings on you, okay? Okay. Okay, awesome. But before I put the rings on you, Isaac, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you an official member 
of one of my championship teams, okay? So I got something very expensive that you cannot buy that only the players get. See, I have an older Giants jersey. This is what's considered a throwback. They don't wear this one. They have a newer one. But also I got something very expensive for you. Hold on one second real quick, okay? I have something very, very valuable. I have with me an original. Everybody say original, authentic, championship, an official championship Rose Bowl jersey. It's a USC Rose Bowl jersey. He's going to be a part of the team. Let's give him a hand clap, everybody. Okay. All right, here we go. This is a throwback Rose Bowl championship jersey. Here we go. Okay. That's looking good, buddy. Awesome. Now, Isaac, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you take this hand and just hold it straight out just like that, okay? I'm going to put some rings on your hands, big diamonds, big gold. They're going to feel real good, okay? When you get these on your hands, don't get any ideas. <laughs> if you try to run, we will catch you, okay? All right, here we go. Boom. Boom. All right, that's looking good. This one's even bigger. Boom. It's heavier. It's huge, all right? And then Dominic's is awesome, man. Bam, now we're gonna, all right, now we're gonna ball your fist up real, real, real tight like that. Okay, don't let them fall, let's see it. There you go, good. Now everybody in church, you gotta do what teenagers do. Everyone say, bling, bling, y'all. All right, hold it right there, Isaac. Don't let it move, keep it right there. Awesome. Now, I did this before I closed in prayer for a very significant reason. And the reason simply is, this jersey is very long, and I did that on purpose. Because it's long enough that it could actually, if it didn't have the numbers and everything, it could look like a robe. And then he has rings on his hands. For those who haven't read the story in Luke 15, it's called the prodigal son. And there was a son who left his father's house, left the place of blessing, the place of peace, and did his own thing. But in the middle of his own thing, he found himself with so many gaps in his life. He said, I'm going to come back and say, Father, I'm sorry. Just make me a servant. But no, the father said, no, 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 no. When he got back, it says the father embraced him, hugged him, had compassion. And the father put on him the best robe and the best ring and said, my son or my daughter who was lost is now found. And I think that's where you want to be. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Amen. Lord, we thank you for today. A great day here at Liquid Church in New Jersey. And great people and great families. And Father, you are calling many today to be a part of the team. To come back to the family. And if that's you today, in your heart you're saying, I'm ready to come back to the family of God. Well, I've never been a part of this team, this family, and I want to. I'm going to close in prayer, and you can pray with me, either out loud or in your heart. But I think it's a great day, and God is calling a team, and he wants you to be a part of it. And he wants to fill your life so there are no gaps, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you can say it with me out loud. Let's pray like a team. Lord Jesus, we believe in you. We follow you. 
and we trust you. I ask you today to come into my life, to be my Lord, my Savior, my everything. Fill the gaps and fill my life with your salvation, your peace, and your joy. I choose today to be a follower of Christ on your team. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap, everyone. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.